there. Welcome, everybody, on a Monday. Trash Talk with Tony Brodsky is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show today. Joining me, most of the guys are all here. Eli Bashy, Jay Horn, and Grant Richards are here with me. Mike Bilka is not here today, though. He's currently working as we speak. It's all right, though. It is perfectly all right. Let's start with Eli Bashy. How are you today, Eli? And uh, how's life treating you? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Living, breathing. Kind of cloudy day, but uh, might hit the gym. Pretty relaxed. Yeah, not much going on. All sounds good for Eli. You getting ready for school coming up soon? <laughs> now that the 4th of July is fast, it's going to come quickly. You know, maybe like wait a month before you <laughs> ask me that because you just like ruined my day. Oh. By just asking that one question. Oh, well, if your day is ruined, we're going to get the mood back up because we've got some Tigers baseball to talk about later oh, today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God bless Lord Alavila. You want to sing the song for me? We're all behind our baseball team. Go get them, Tigers! Whenever I hear that song, I think of Grant. I don't know why, but I do. So with that, let's go to Grant Richards. (laughs) How are you today, Grant? I'll ask you how's life treating you as well. And as always, Mike is not here to ask the question for me, so I'll ask it. How the sports betting go this past week? Well, anytime we get Eli singing the Go Get Him Tigers, <laughs> I'm having a better day. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm ha- I'm good. I'm relaxing. Got a friend coming out from California today, so hey. pretty excited oh, for that. Wait um, a second, is this the friend that I know? No. Oh. No, I don't believe you've met him. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, like, <laughs> never best- mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, best friend like since seventh grade oh so he just comes out for whatever we're going to faster horses this weekend so we're oh, gonna have a, we're gonna have a weekend <laughs> oh, um, i've heard some stories at faster horses let me tell you they're <laughs> probably true oh i know they're true <laughs> <laughs> eli what's your thought on faster horses okay. uh well i'm not exactly an equestrian but uh <laughs> It might, be, it might be a good thing Mike's not here. He would just lose <laughs> his mind at that. Hey, let's go. Hey, let's screw it. Let's go. We got a campsite. Come on through, <laughs> oh, boys. No, oh, no. I'm going to the Tiger Summer Baseball Bash on Saturday, so I will kindly decline the invite to get absolutely drunk and listen to country music that I don't even particularly listen to. It's all right, though. Grant, continue. <laughs> all right. Um... Sports betting, we are down three dollars. Oh. Just not not a bad week. Like we hit just about every single day, three it's or four bucks. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I was hitting every day. Just small money bets. I don't. I think we hit one parlay to start the week. And uh, yeah, so All Star break is a break for the betters as well. So, uh, Tony, how did we do this week in uh, sports betting? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely taking a break sports betting. (laughs) It was another losing week for me. Uh, I mentioned last week that I was on this kind of an ugly trend of win-loss, win-loss, win-loss for 10 straight weeks. I finally broke that with back-to-back losing weeks. (laughs) It it was not the best week for me sports betting-wise. Monday, didn't win anything. We started off the week pretty rough that way but then tuesday through friday was not as terrible we were hitting some bets on those days we were getting closer and closer to even on uh, the week overall but the weekend was just terrible (laughs) It, it was not a good weekend saturday we lost money because conor mcgregor's leg snapped <laughs> and that that was not fun and Eli's going to accuse me of being a Conor McGregor uh, biased fan, which I am. I'm not afraid to admit that. I only watch UFC when Conor's fighting. <laughs> but losing money because Conor snapped his leg was definitely not ideal. <laughs> and it was just overall a bad way to end what I thought was a nice UFC card. Again, I'm not... a I wouldn't call myself a UFC fan. I literally only watch when Connor's fighting. <laughs> but 
me, Mike, and Jay, we went to Imagine Royal Oak to watch the pay-per-view. Jay came for the main event. Me and Mike were watching throughout the entire card. It was a good time. The, the matches were good. It, it was a good time. I was having fun. I thought the card was going well until the main event. It was a disappointing way to end what was a good card. And it was an overall disappointing way to end a match with so much hype to it you know but whatever <laughs> connor's not done he he there is no way he is not going to fight dustin again there's no way this rivalry ends on a broken leg no way again saturday losing money on that fight wasn't ideal and then sunday oh boy <laughs> uh i lost money on england that that was not good at all either um, England scored in the Euro Cup final against Italy in the first minute 57 seconds or something like that. It was a great start, but then Italy had plenty of time to tie it up. And then in penalty kicks, penalty shootout, whatever it's called, because I'm not a soccer fan. I'm, I was literally only there for the bet. Uh, yeah, England completely gave that away, but screw them. Who cares? I have some Italian in my blood anyway, so I may have lost money, but... Somewhere my ancestors are happy, I guess. I think I have some Italian in my blood. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure I got some Italian in me. So, oh well. Regardless, another losing week. And because of that, yeah, we should probably take the few days off from sports betting. <laughs> How does that sound, Grant? I mean, we do have the Home Run Derby tonight and the All-Star Game tomorrow. But... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards taking it off. <laughs> I'm going to burn some money on the home run derby. But, uh, after that, we're just, we're going to kick our feet up like the rest of the MLB after that. Um, probably watch the all-star game, but not really throw money at it. I don't know. I, if I'm betting on something, I like to watch it. And I just, I don't know if you want to get into this, but I just don't find the MLB all-star game all that interesting. No, I will happily get into this really quickly. Uh, this year's All-Star Game in particular, I really don't have any interest in it. <laughs> now, part of that does have to play with the fact that the Tigers played like absolute garbage <laughs> over the weekend. It got swept in four games by Minnesota. That definitely burnt me out a little bit baseball-wise. But at the same time... This year's All-Star Game, even before this weekend, really wasn't appealing to me because uh, low-key, I'm going to come close to the mic for this one, low-key, baseball's got a problem right now. Uh, the All-Star Game, none of the stars are going to play. I, you are going to get Shohei Otani, and that's probably the biggest one that people want to see. But outside of him, no Mike Trout, no Jacob deGrom. I don't think Altuve or Correa are playing. I think Mookie Betts is out too, which if Mike was here, he'd be completely out of the All-Star game right after I mentioned that Mookie wasn't going to play. Um, the point of the story here is that there's a lot of stars not playing in the All-Star game. Harold Reynolds on MLB Network brought up a really good point a couple days ago. For Major League Baseball, this isn't good because other sports, though the All-Star game might not be as big as it is for Major League Baseball... The Stars were still playing in those All-Star games. Grant would know this. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl is a complete joke, but you know what? The Stars still play in it. In the NBA, until the past few years, the entire game featured no defense whatsoever. But you know what? The Stars still play in the NBA All-Star game. The NHL, it's not even a real game. It, it, now it's like a three-on-three tournament thing I believe I haven't watched the Angel all-star game in a few years but it's it's like a three-on-three -three tournament but the stars still play Grant is there something you wanted to say yeah I just wanted to say the NHL has it right I mean they take the best parts of the game and they make it more fast-paced and with baseball that's just difficult to do when you're getting the best hitters against the best pitchers like you can't really take like in the NBA you can't really take you can take possessions off in the NBA and not really play defense, and it's still, like, a good product because they're scoring and it's what the fans want to see. But the 
biggest thing for baseball is home runs, in my opinion. Like, that's the most exciting thing in baseball. It's not seeing an ace go up against a good hitting team and shut them down. That's not exciting for the average fan. So if there are a way for hitters to bat against horrible pitching and just hit moonshots and then pitchers to showcase their ability in a different way, kind of like the skills competition in the NBA, I think that would be a little bit better for the MLB All-Star game. Well, now that the MLB All-Star game does not determine who gets home field advantage in the World Series, thankfully, uh, yeah, the All-Star game has kind of lost its meaning in Major League Baseball. And now it's at the point where the stars aren't playing, which, again, I think is a bit of a problem for Major League Baseball because, as I just mentioned, and as Harold Reynolds originally mentioned on MLB Network, the game might not matter in other sports, but the stars still show up. And now for baseball, a sport that actually takes the All-Star game seriously, the stars aren't going to be there. And it's at the point for fans like me and even Grant, I might not watch the All-Star game. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I'll still watch parts of it, but... Unlike previous years, I'm not taking time out of my Tuesday night to actually sit down and watch the All-Star game, you know? I don't know, but uh, yeah, long story short, my uh, sports betting week did not go great. (laughs) Before we get to Jay, I do want to quickly ask Eli something with regards to the Euro Cup. Uh, Eli's got an English friend. Uh, Does he live in England, Eli? Yeah, he does live in England. Is he alive? <laughs> he he's not doing too well. <laughs> oh, he's very. Uh, he said he's out of commission for the next week. Uh, the next week? He said he will not hear. I will not hear from him for the next week. The next week? Yeah. Oh my! Well, to be fair, if one of my teams lost a championship game, uh, the the championship clinching game. After being up for a good majority of the game, I'd probably be in the same. Can boat. I can I make a comparison to go, this? Go ahead, please. The way England lost yesterday is like the Super Bowl being in Detroit, the Lions making it to the Super Bowl, and then losing in overtime in the Super Bowl at home. That's what happened to England yesterday because they hadn't made it since 1966. Yeah, I didn't feel great about putting money on England, but I did not think they were going to lose while being at home, basically. They <laughs> lost by one kick, man. One kick. They they completely choked in the penalty kicks. They did. What, what was it? Three straight misses? Yeah. Including one three. dinging off the posts? <laughs> yeah, it was embarrassing. Their goalie, man, he, he carried. feel bad for him. I feel bad for your friend. I hope, <laughs> I hope, uh, hope he's all right. <laughs> he's fine. He'll. Uh, I'm actually gonna make him a Pistons fan soon. Oh, that's good. He we, said he wants to get into basketball. And make I a, said I'll make him a Pistons fan. Make a Pistons UK account. Is there a Pistons UK account? There is. There is. We'll make another one. <laughs> yeah, he said. Uh, he said. This is before he said, if I was going to be an NBA fan, he said, I would be a Pistons fan. So I was like, oh, that's all I need to hear. Is he trying to become another Detroit sports fan in England? No, I think just he wants to get into basketball more. Okay. So I'm going to watch the Bad Boys documentary with him, and I'm going to watch the O4 documentary. With him? Is he coming here or are you going to England? No, we're going to just, you know, remotely. Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna go to England with my with my DVD. <laughs> uh, Grant, I want to ask this to Grant now. That comparison that Eli just made. Let's do a hypothetical here. The Raiders are in the Super Bowl, and it is in the Death Star. They are up for a good majority of the game, and then they blow it in the fourth quarter and in overtime. How would you be doing the day after? Personally, I would be calling in sick to work, calling in sick to the show, um, literally not speaking a word the entire day, not by like, not just ignoring people, but I just wouldn't leave my room. It would be a brutal day. Like you can sit on your laurels, like sit back and say, hey, we made it this far, but 
when you get that far and you get the it's coming home and all that they got cocky it's brutal. they got i mean <laughs> eli they got they cocky. were riding they were riding in the streets the day of before <sighs> the game like they were just going hard i've seen some crazy videos of just like mayhem and i used to think like america was kind of the only country that did that sports wise but they went hard beforehand they were kind of pre-celebrating and so yeah they got a little cocky and if i got cocky about the raiders and the raiders let me down which i'm sure i've never done before in my life but uh yeah it would be absolutely brutal like just i can't imagine that pain right now would you rather experience that pain or just be where we are right now (laughs) because at least at least in this hypothetical scenario they are in the championship. Yeah, they had hope, and <laughs> I and um, if you guys watch Lasso, that uh, TV Excuse show about me? the soccer coach, they always say the uh, it's the hope that kills you. But I would rather make it to the championship than just be painfully average. That's always been a an interesting sports question. Would you rather lose in the championship or just completely suck? <laughs> I would take the championship loss, but at the same time, ask me that same question after championship loss, and the answer might be different. <laughs> uh, who knows? Nonetheless, let's move on to Jay Horn now. How are you today, Jay? How's life treating you? I'm doing pretty great. Uh, for all the you know people out there, I'm a Harry Potter fan, so I've been watching that for the past few hours. He did so. tweet that he was doing a Harry Potter marathon. What, which movie are you on? Oh, I'm currently on the Goblet of Fire. Ooh. What's your I, favorite Harry, Harry Potter I, movie? I watched Deathly Hollows Part 2 yesterday, by the way, before oh, I oh, went to oh, bed. Oh, oh, E.B. and Harry Potter <laughs> for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eli's a Harry Potter fan, too. Oh, all you fans out there, I'm, 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 I'm Slytherin, not Gryffindor. Too mean for that. Anyway, and my favorite one is the first one and the last one, Tony, and Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Yeah. Good answers. Good answers. Yeah. I have to agree with the Prisoner of Azkaban. I like yeah, that, that Prisoner of Azkaban one is pretty, uh, pretty goaded. Now, I would not call myself a, a diehard Harry Potter fan, but I, I don't hate the Harry Potter movies at all. I'm not a, I'm not knowledgeable about it, like say Star Wars, for example. But no, I've seen all of them. So enjoy that marathon. Grant, are you a Harry Potter fan? I'm a fan in the sense that I've seen like four or five, but. Like, not really. Never really got into it. I was more of a Star Wars kid growing up. Yeah. Favorite Star Wars movie, Grant? I mean, I don't know how hot of a take this is, but I liked Episode 3. Episode like 3 was nice, That's a W. That's, that's not a, a bad, W. That's, a, a that's, a, that's actually a pretty good take, Grant. Yeah, it's not that's a right, fantastic cool. take. It's not a bad take. It's the only prequel movie that's actually good. <laughs> uh, Eli, what yeah, about I you? Oh, episode three by far, by far episode three. Jay, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes, you. I, man, I had to work at. <laughs> yes, the movie theaters. Literally, fun, fun fact before I whatever. Yeah. I worked at the movie theater. A guy came and said, "Here's all like I think it was like four. I, I think four at the time. I think five of them." He said, "Watch them in this order." I watched them like this was like 2014, 2015, before the uh, Force Awakens came out, and I'm just like, "Yo, this I like this stuff." So what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Episode three. Not even trying to be funny right now. Oh my goodness, we have three straight episodes. I'm not even trying to be funny right now, dude. (laughs) And my mama likes that, so you know, Mama Divine likes that one. I guess I'm the only one that's going to say Episode five. Oh, that's my number two. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is just different. the The original trilogy is just different, man. About the sequel trilogy, Tony. Oh, okay. Let's. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> done. We're, no, we're we're done with the Star Wars and the movie talk. Thank you very much. Last question I have for Jay. I was not the only person who lost money on Connor breaking his leg this weekend. Jay, how are you? Okay. <laughs> my my losing streak with Connor McGregor is going on like five years now. Oh or no. Four years. What do you um, mean you have a losing streak? I always bet on fights that he never wins. Like I didn't bet on the first fight with Dustin. Um, There's no way you took Conor over Floyd. You know, I 
Jay Horn did some hot stuff his senior year. Oh, in high school. Jay, are you kidding me? I love Floyd, but I love Connor too, and I, I just thought he was doing great. Uh, oh, that's he. To, you know, to all you Dustin fans who were on my timeline when he lost, when Connor lost uh, Saturday or whenever day that was. Saturday night. Don't don't talk to me ever again. And I, I would same, truly, same. I would truly unfollow and argue with you all on my timeline. I have time every day of the week, twenty four seven. So if you have beef with the notorious MMA, yeah. you can come talk to me. Yeah, he will be back. He, he he's absolutely going to be back. Oh, Connor's done, bro. He's getting too old. He's not coming back from a broken leg. Man, you telling me Connor is going to be done after that? No way. They're gonna fight again for sure. Connor Dustin, McGri- Dustin even like said Dustin. they're gonna fight again. D- Dustin is like that guy who tries to be like the good motivational guy, and it doesn't work, man. <laughs> I think it was Eli who sent a tweet in our group chat on Saturday night. Uh, after the fight, Dustin was like, "That crap was yeah. hilarious." I'm dude. raising, I'm raising money for charity or whatever, and then God is like, "Your wife was in my DMs." I'm like, I don't even think you could. I don't think that was the proper response after that sentence, but it was hilarious. Oh, it was so funny, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, Connor, Connor's going to be back, man. Such a free accident. Despite man. what Eli wants, Connor's next chapter is not with uh Yeah. Right, Eli? Connor Intercontinental Champion. Oh let's just get the show rolling. Alright, boys, good to have everyone back on the show this week. There's not a lot to talk about today, so that's why I was completely comfortable with going off the rails a little bit to start the first twenty minutes of the show. We will talk Tigers later on in the program, but very quickly, I do want to begin with the Pistons and the first overall pick. Over the last week or so, and since the Pistons won the draft lottery too, but especially over the last week or so, there have been way, way, way too many trade rumors involving this number one overall pick. And I don't imagine spending too much time on this topic because we're all going to be unanimous with our thoughts here. But I really want Eli to drive this point home regarding all these trade rumors. Eli, you know exactly where I'm going with this, so the the floor is yours. Just completely shut down these trade rumors right now for me, please. The Pistons did not wait 51 years to get the number one pick to trade it away for the number five pick and a future first rounder that'll be in the 20s. Like they're not they're not trading away the unanimous number one pick Cade Cunningham for Keon Johnson and number twenty two, you know like it's just it's laughable to me. And then I've seen trades like oh number six or whatever and Shea for number one. First of all, if OKC does that, they they they're out of their mind. And if the Pistons agree to it, they're probably out of their mind, too, because you better hope that you're wrong. And Troy Weaver, you just don't take that risk. You don't play around with the number one pick. You just make the pick, and that's it. You you do not play around with that. It's cute at, like, you know, 15 maybe, something like that, to, like, make a different selection or trade the pick, you know, pick for like highest upside, you know, pick a project. But at one, you make the right pick and it's unanimous in this year's draft. Despite some people wanting Jalen Green, I'd say that's like 5% of people. You just just pick Cade and they're going to pick Cade. Stop with all the trying to create content, trying to clickbait. It's garbage. That's all I got to say. Kate is going to be a piston. Have fun. The Tigers, who we will talk about later on in the show today, they can serve as a really good example for the Pistons and then number one overall pick. Because if you take a risk with your first rounder, and in this case with the Pistons, the first overall pick, it's fine taking risks. But you better be right. (laughs) You need to be right if you want to take a risk with that pick. And we talked about this last week. I don't want to get into it again today because we spent an entire show last week talking about it. 
but we talked about is it going to be Cade or is it going to be Jalen Green? The point that we were driving home last week was if you decide to go Jalen Green over Cade, you have to be right. <laughs> and you better be right. Because <laughs> if you get that wrong, all oh, the fans would not be happy. <laughs> Which they shouldn't be if they got it wrong. But yeah, these trade rumors, I still don't see that happening. As Eli mentioned, all these mock trades, whether it be with OKC or with Golden State, you know, 7-14 and James Wiseman for number one. Yeah, no thank you. Uh, Cleveland, uh, what was the hypothetical trade that I saw? Three, a couple future firsts, and then, like, one of Sexland for number one? Yeah, um... I'm okay. Thank yeah, you. I'm Give me good. I don't I don't want to pay Colin Sexton twenty five mil, thank you. Neither does Cleveland, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but yeah, that that was another trade rumor out there. Uh the Rockets. I saw something like two Kevin Porter Jr. and another first, which I don't even know if Houston has another first. They traded a lot for uh Russ, <laughs> you know? But yeah, let's just settle down with these trade rumors. <laughs> We're getting close to the draft, thankfully. We're under three weeks away, so I just need the draft to get here. I just I just need the confirmation from Adam Silver that Kate is the pick so that we can just move on and get ready for Cade here in Detroit. But it's going to be a long few weeks until then. <laughs> um, Grant or Jay, whichever one of you wants to go here what are your thoughts on all these trade rumors involving the first overall pick um i'll just say what i've been saying you got to do your due diligence you got to see what everyone's willing to offer that's why you never ever see teams come out and just say yeah we're taking him months or weeks before the draft you kind of you don't know but you know deep down and um Calling from the number two pick to get number one kind of solidifies for me that we're taking Cade because I think if there was any question, you might not hear about that second pick being like offered. But I think it just kind of, I think it's obvious, but I think you have to keep that air of suspicion around just so people like the rest of the league can't start planning what pick they're going to get, who they're going to take. You just keep them on their toes. And it is smart for Troy Weaver to do that. He does have to do his due diligence. But still, we're not trading the first overall pick. At least I hope not. <laughs> I I think it's like a 99.9% .9 chance we end up taking Cade. But, Jay, anything you want to quickly add? Hey, man. Say, man. If we don't take Cade. Which we might not uh, at this point, but why? No, like Grant, like Grant said, you can't, uh, you can't say who you're taking because that just ruins, like everybody's. As a GM, you gotta, you know, weigh your options and everything. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of trade rumors and trade proposals involving Cade. Well, the number one pick, and I'm a, hey, if we make a trade to get whoever else besides him like it just has to be right are you kind of feeling like they're not going to take Cade uh man I don't want to say you won't but if we didn't I wouldn't be surprised if these trade rumors keep popping up in these proposals and stuff like that but it's only to me it's only like two people that we can obviously get that will make sense any anybody outside those two will be the biggest like disappointment even Jalen Green won't be, you know, that fun to get if Kate's, you know, not with us. But if it's not between those two, it'd be really upsetting for me. And I would disown the Pistons again. <laughs> Nothing against Jalen Green or Evan Mobley. Both very, very promising prospects that I would have loved if the Pistons were either at two or three. But we're at one. Give me Cade, please and thank you. Don't trade the pick. Keep it, take Cade. It's that simple. Nonetheless, though, let's move into our final topic for the day and talk a little Tigers baseball, right, Eli? I'm not singing it, it again, man. I'm not. Cannot sing it. 
I think it makes Grant happy. Does it not, Grant? It gives me a little joy in life. <laughs> Eli, you have to now. Go get them, oh, Tigers! There it is. All right. That's all I needed. Yeah, Grant's Grant's happy now. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> but no, let's talk some Tigers baseball. Uh, the All-Star break is here, thankfully. <laughs> and uh, before we talk about the drafts, I do want to quickly talk about the Tigers in the first half of the season. Because outside of whatever the hell happened this weekend in Minnesota, uh, it was a fun and encouraging first half of baseball for this team. Now, April was a disaster. <laughs> After April, it was looking like this was going to be another 2019, and it was going to be a long, long summer here in Detroit. But give credit to the Tigers. Give credit to A.J. Hinch, Chris Fetter, the rest of the staff, and the players too. They turned around in May, had a winning month. They kept that winning into the month of June. That was a winning month for the Tigers as well. And it was a fun and encouraging first half of baseball overall for this team outside of April and outside of whatever happened this weekend. <laughs> this weekend in Minnesota, I really don't think that was the Tigers showing their true colors. I think that was just every team has a bad weekend, okay? I don't think this was the Tigers showing their true colors. I think it's just a bad weekend, and I think this was just... The team maybe being tired and needing that all-star break. But anyway, like I said, outside of a rough April and a rough weekend in Minnesota, overall, I can't complain about what we saw from the Tigers in the first half of the season. Uh, I have to double-check my numbers after that four-game sweep by the Twins, but I'm pretty sure the Tigers are still over 500 since May 8th. Some of the young guys on this team have really stepped up including Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal, who have both taken major steps in their development. And another player that I want to mention is Akil Badu, who, if he's not careful, he's going to find himself in the AL Rookie of the Year conversation, if he isn't already. Uh, Akil Badu, Rule 5 pick, has been unbelievable this year for the Tigers. Now, I know that's Jay's boy and Uncle Charles, right, Jay? Buffoo. 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 <laughs> Uncle Charles calls Akil Badu Buffoo. Well, that's one of many names that he calls Akil Badu. What are the other ones, Jay? Bafu, Bafu, Badodo, Badao. <laughs> shout out to uh, Uncle Charles. Yeah, shout out Uncle Charles, man. Yeah. But no, Akil Badu has been another young player on this team really stepping up. Um, some of the veterans have been good too. You look at Jonathan Scope. You look at Miggy, who's had, or who had a nice month of June, I should say. Uh, though Robbie Grossman has been kind of up and down, I still think overall that signing was worth it. And overall, it's been more fun to watch this baseball team, which I did not think I was going to say after April. <laughs> um, give credit to AJ Hinch, Chris Fetter, the staff, and the players for making things a little bit more encouraging in the first half of the season. Hopefully that keeps going in the second half. And I really hope we don't see more series like we saw in Minnesota, and in April. That Minnesota series this past weekend, that was some 2019 stuff right there. That was just flat-out terrible. Every single game, it was either one bad inning and or the bullpen just completely imploding. <laughs> and yesterday was just the icing on the cake. The terrible seventh inning because the bullpen imploded. Jake Rogers, Grand Slam, 9-8 Tigers, and then the Twins scored four unanswered to give them the win <laughs> one run in the ninth to tie it up three run shot in the 10th inning from Jorge Polanco screw that <laughs> not a fun weekend but in all can't complain about what we have seen from this baseball team in the first half of the season I'll start with Eli is there anything that you want to mention any takeaways that you've had from the Tigers in the first half of the season yeah it's good to see uh a lot of their bats starting to warm up seemed like all at the same time. I mean, even Miggy, like as long as Miggy's batting over 200, there's not much you can complain about because when Miggy's batting under 200, that's pretty much rock bottom. So it's it's good to see all of them batting pretty well. Jonathan Scope been amazing. Uh, Akil Badu, like you said, it should be in the uh, 
rookie of the year race. Pitching has been pretty good from our young guys, I think. You know, Turnbull sadly got hurt. He was doing great. Yeah, he's gonna be out for a while too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a good it's a good stepping stone year so far for them. No, absolutely. They haven't regressed. They've gotten better under AJ Hinch, which mm-hmm. you expect. Mm-hmm. And it's been good to see. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're ready for the playoffs yet. No, yeah, no one is saying that either. Yeah, but uh, they they're not the worst team in the league, which is great. And they're not unwatchable. They are not unwatchable. That is true. <laughs> and you brought up a good point about how hot their bats have gotten and how hot they've gotten collectively together too i forget who said this in april when the tigers were having that awful stretch might have been spencer turnbull speaking of him maybe it wasn't i have no idea who said this but after a loss in april someone mentioned how the team is just all struggling at once and you hear that and think to yourself Okay, what else is he supposed to say? Uh, Of course he's going to say they're all struggling at the same time. Yeah, sure, kind of player coach talk, if you will, you know. But he was right. (laughs) They actually were all struggling at the same time. And once the month of May came, something clicked, and everyone got hot together. And that kept on rolling into June, and until this weekend, it kept on rolling through the early parts of July as well. Hopefully it keeps on going because I would not mind seeing quote-unquote somewhat meaningful baseball in the second half of the season. As Eli just said, not necessarily saying playoff push or anything. That's not at all what I'm saying. We are not there yet. But it wouldn't be bad to see the Tigers, you know, getting a little bit closer to 500. (laughs) If they can pull off some more wins, get into the 5 to eight range under 500 I think that could qualify for quote meaningful baseball I don't know who knows but anyway uh Jay anything you want to mention about the Tigers in the first half of the season go Tigers I actually know the players now Tony Jay knows the players now I think like remember remember when the season first started I couldn't name anybody in that team yeah what game was that Easter yeah, that was Easter for sure. I was just like, who the heck are these people? Yeah. But now you know the players. I know all of them and yeah. the pitching and the pitching rotation and the bullpen. So, um Do you know Willie Peralta? Yeah, he he did pretty good. Not not this past start. He did decent, but the one before this one was pretty good. Yeah, Willie Peralta was still good against Minnesota, but yeah, his uh couple starts. The Texas ago. one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Was it yeah, he was one? really yeah. good in that start. <laughs> and he's yeah. been good overall for this team. Yeah, I enjoy watching the Tigers. They're they're fun to watch. Give them a couple years, maybe next year. Not saying they're going to be like great, but yeah. Depends what happens this off season. When we get that shortstop, you know. Ah, I hope. <laughs> After passing on Marcelo Meyer last night, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't. I'm not a fan of that one. I actually followed that kid. I don't. I don't. Jack. What's his name? Jackson Job. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, not a fan. Lastly, Grant, anything you want to mention with the Tigers in their first half of the season? Yeah, I did want to shout out two bats, um, Eric Haas and father of 104, Robbie Grossman. <laughs> um, both just both just kind of tearing it up. Um, I think Robbie's not as much as he was a week ago or two, but still contributing. It's cool to have recognizable Tigers day in, day out perform. Um, and this is kind of like a weird spot for the Tigers because I believe – Every game they play in July is against a team under 500. Their July so schedule should... is really easy, and they did not yeah. take advantage of it this weekend. But Not yet. Um, the Twins always seem to kind of have our number, too, which kind of hurts. But uh, The Twins aren't as also... bad as their – sorry to interrupt you. The Twins, no, aren't, the Twins aren't as bad as their record says. They do have some nice players on that team. But to get a four-game sweep uh, – come on, Tigers. Uh, that, that just should not have happened, but continue. No, it, it definitely shouldn't have, but uh, it's also a weird time because it feels like we have no pitching. Um, there's, it seems like they're being a little more strict with Mize's pitching limits and or inning limits or whatever it is. And then, obviously, Turnbull's hurt. Um, I believe he's going to like more and more specialists, which so kind of makes me think it might be the old TJ. 
uh, I, I think it's which a shoulder. I don't want to spread rumors. I, I think it's a shoulder oh, okay. issue with him. I thought it was an elbow thing, but sure. Regardless, going to multiple specialists is never a good sign. Um, it's just a weird time. Like the All Star break came at a good time. We can get some guys rested. We can maybe bounce back, but we're just not a full team right now with your ace supposedly Casey Mize being on that restriction that uh innings limit pitch limit and I don't know like everyone says they look at the July schedule they say oh we could get to 500 it's like well now we have to win what 11 of our final 17 or something like just something absolutely ridiculous that probably isn't going to happen but yeah it would be nice to get at least in the single digits chasing 500 Mm mm-hmm like get, even like you said that five like six to four area but even eight isn't like the worst thing in the world it's a step up from what we've seen over the most recent years i'll take this over 2019 that's for sure <laughs> but by the Absolutely. way uh spencer turnbull was placed on the il on june 5th with a right forearm strain so excuse me it was not the shoulder it was actually a forearm strain it's definitely not good that he got moved to the 60 day il but who knows? It sucks because Spencer was having a, a breakout season, honestly. Yeah. Overall, again, like we've kind of already mentioned, it's good to see this team playing better over the last few months, and hopefully that continues into the second half of the season. Not saying playoffs, but if they can at least keep on winning some games here, winning some series, and playing good ball. I'm not going to complain about that whatsoever. Absolutely not. But with that, let's move into the MLB draft to end today's program because the first round of the draft was last night on Sunday, and the Tigers made a lot of noise. Now, before I give my spiel, uh, we are running out of time for Grant. He's got to go back to work soon. So before I talk, I actually want to hand this off to Grant, and then if you want to bounce after that so you can go back to work... That's completely cool, too. But Grant, Jackson Job, Alavila, <laughs> seeing what happened at the draft last night and seeing the reaction from fans and media, what are your thoughts the day after on what the Tigers did with their two picks last night? Well, with the first pick, I think I expected a bat or expected someone. Yeah, I expected a bat or a fielder or just not a pitcher. And I feel like the the draft pick of Jackson Job, if I'm saying that correctly. Jackson Job, right? yes, sir. Yeah. Um, it feels more reactionary from Alavila right now. It feels like, hey, we don't have pitching at this moment. We got a couple guys. We got a couple very nice bats making their way through the minor league system. Why not get a pitcher? And it just seems like eventually the pitching staff is going to be back. And it feels like a wasted opportunity. It feels like we could have had our shortstop of the future or our like new defensive player with the third pick. And I've seen high school baseball. And obviously, playing at the school I played at doesn't really give a good justification. But taking a pitcher out of high school never sits well with me. I know MLB's weird and they go through the minor league process. But it just never sits right. And I didn't even think he was the best pitcher available. I might be higher on Kumar Rocker than most people are, but I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt strange. It felt like, I mean, and then seeing everybody's reactions kind of solidified that. I, I hadn't heard this name. I hadn't heard Tiger's uh, cover guy, Tony Dombrowski talking about him. So I didn't really, I didn't really know much. I didn't talk about him, but I absolutely knew it was very possible that the Tigers were going to take him. He was always a name connected to the Tigers. But again, before I start talking here, Grant, anything else that you want to mention? Well, just like we've been saying with the Pistons, uh, better be right. Hopefully he turns out, shows up, and eventually, like three, four, five years from now, is one of our guys going up there with Mize Manning hopefully Turnbull, Tariq. Like, we could have Tariq. a nice rotation in a couple of years, but <laughs> we could also have a full team if we wanted to. And with that, I'm going to head back to work. Thank you for having me on, and you guys enjoy the rest of your days. You too, Grant. Drop that mic. Bye, Grant. Bye, guys. Mic drop.
There it is. I gave him the sound before he dropped it. There you go. He, Jay, he called it Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I called Seiku Sakayu Dubi when we drafted oh, him. Oh, man. When he said Tariq, I was like, you know what? I can't say what my first thought was on air. But it was just like, who the heck is that? Like, Tarek? Jeremiah Grant. Oh, no. That's, that's top tier Grant right there. <laughs> Oh, we love you, Grant. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that made me giggle. But, um, no, listen. Uh, with regards to Jackson Job, third overall, we'll start with him. Like I said, I always knew it was a possibility that the Tigers were going to take him third overall. And my concerns with Jackson Job, as I stated on Twitter last night, but I'll state again right now. My concerns with Jackson Job does not lie with the player and his talent. Jackson Job is an absolute stud. And let me repeat that again. Jackson Job is an absolute stud. 18 years old and his numbers at Heritage Hall in Oklahoma, these aren't normal numbers. <laughs> I don't care if it's high school, T-ball, peewee ball, major league baseball, I do not care. The numbers that Jackson Job put up in his senior year a couple months ago, they're not normal. 9-0 record, 0.13 ERA, 0.13. <laughs> I never seen that before. And a strikeout walk ratio of 122 to 5. And this was all in 51 and two-thirds innings pitched. Those numbers are insane. And that just goes to show you how much talent Jackson Job has. He's got a fastball that can reach up as high as 99 miles an hour. He's got a changeup, a curveball, and an absolutely nasty, nasty slider that has a spin rate that is just not normal. It's got like 3,000 RPM. That, that's not normal. <laughs> My concerns with Jackson Job do not rely on... The talent. He's got so much upside and so much potential. But here's my thing with Jackson Job. Taking a high school pitcher third overall is so, so risky. You look up risky in the draft baseball dictionary, taking a high school pitcher that high is going to be one of the first things to come up. <laughs> taking a high school pitcher that high is extremely risky. The bust rate for high school pitchers is alarming. I don't remember the exact number, but when I was doing my research last week, the number that I saw was around 30%, which, don't quote me on that, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but that's the number that I saw when I was doing my research last week, and that, if true, is a little concerning. <laughs> Not saying Jackson Joe will be a bust, but that bust rate for high school pitchers going that high, not exactly encouraging. And also, high school pitchers just take a lot of time to develop and you'll get the people who argue well Jackson Job is really advanced for being an 18 year old high school pitcher he might fly through the minors Th that could or could not be true I do not know but the data has shown us that it usually takes high school pitchers a long time to develop we've got a hometown example with Matt Manning we drafted him in 2016, and he only made his debut this year. And he should not even be pitching right now in the majors. <laughs> the only reason he's here is because we have injuries to Matthew Boy and Spencer Turnbull. And Jose Urania blows. That's neither here or there. High school pitchers take so, so long to develop. Matt Manning only just made his debut, and he's still not major league ready. My issue is Jackson Job is not the talent. He's got a lot of potential and upside. But I have concerns with the development, the overall bust rate of high school pitchers going that high. And also, obviously, you have injury concerns, too, with any pitcher. And this is why they say you can never have enough pitchers. That is true. You can never have enough pitchers. We're seeing that with Boyd and Turnbull. And we're seeing that prospect-wise, too, with guys like Alex Fiedo and Joey Wentz, two former top-esque guys in our farm system they were never like top of the top but they were you know well-known names in our farm system pitching wise they both got hurt 
And now, especially Fiedo, I think he might eventually be a bullpen guy. That's why they say you could never have enough pitchers. I just have a few concerns about taking Jackson Job third overall, despite the talent, despite the potential, and despite the upside. Now, I will say this, too. As I tweeted multiple times last night and said in my reaction video to taking Jackson Job third overall, I'll say it again right now in the pod. Regardless of everything I just said, regardless of my concerns and questions and doubts, Jackson Job is now a Tiger. So I'm going to root like hell for him. I'm going to become one of the biggest Jackson Job supporters. I guarantee you when he does something sweet in the minors, I'm going to be doing backflips and tweeting like crazy as if I was a fan from day one. <laughs> there is potential. There is upside. You know what? He's a Tiger now, so I'm a big Jackson Job fan now. <laughs> that was our third overall pick. Then at 32, uh, th- th- this was an excellent pick. Ty Madden from Texas. I'll briefly talk about him and then let the other two gentlemen speak. Ty Madden, highly ranked prospect. Number nine overall, according to MLB Pipeline. And I think Baseball America had him ranked at number eight. I don't follow Baseball America as much as I do MLB Pipeline, but I think Baseball America had him ranked in the top ten as well. Anyway, according to MLB Pipeline, the Tigers drafted two top ten talents, two top ten pitchers. That's definitely fun. And with Ty Madden, this past year in Texas in 2021, 2.45 ERA, I believe it was 137 strikeouts, top 10 talent that somehow fell to us at 32 and it's encouraging because there's a chance that the Tigers drafted two top 100 prospects last night both pitchers and after having Mize and Scooble graduate from the farm system with Manning we would hope sooner rather than later (laughs) eventually graduating too I will say it's nice to see the Tigers kind of replenish the pitching system a little bit overall I love the Ty Madden pick and Regardless of my thoughts on Job in that pick, walking away with two top 10 talents and possibly two top 100 prospects, I I can't complain about that. (laughs) I I absolutely cannot complain about that. But let's move into the gentleman here. I want to actually start with Jay, and then we'll finish off with Eli. Jay, before we talk draft, you mentioned to me that you were not a fan of this pick. Why is that? I don't even know who he is, bro. Like, I follow, like, prospects, Tony, but I cannot tell you who this guy is. Like, Marcelo Meyer, I, I know him. I know him, like, two years ago. It's that Jalen Green effect type of thing. Oh. Um, what's the dude? I think it's Jack Leiter. What's his name? Jack Leiter. Yeah, he went second overall yeah, to he's, the he's uh, Rangers. Dope too. He went to the Rangers. I've seen that. Yeah, I like Jack Leiter. Um... I mean, I looked him up after he got drafted, and I was like, okay, he was nice. And those are that point, that zero point one three ERA is like MLB the show type. I've never, stuff. I've never seen that before. That means I don't. Job. That's really unreal. Yeah. But you know, I'm not a fan of it because I think we already have enough pitchers that are coming up, and kind of like what Grant said about the whole, you know. I think he like did it in the moment because we were so down bad with the rotation. I guess. And maybe we'll get like a shortstop or that, you know, we still have, you know, Torque, you know, he's moving on up. He's third baseman. Um, We may get that shortstop, but I don't really think we needed to get two pitchers. Ty Madden's nice, too. I watched his highlights. I like Ty Madden a lot. He he slipped really low, Mm -hmm. they said. I'm not really mad at it because he's here now. So, like, I mean, I really can't, you know, be, be mad about it or like, you know, disgruntled. I didn't. I thought we were gonna get Marcelo Meyer. Yeah, like, I I promise you, I did. Yeah, there's no no point in being mad at Jackson Job. I mean, he's an 18 year old. Yeah, kid. it's not his fault. It's yeah. that it's that one guy. <laughs> and he's a tiger now too. So there's no point in rooting against him, you know. And I'm not yeah. saying anyone is rooting against him, but was I happy initially with the pick? No, you could see my live reaction. <laughs> but he's a tiger now. I'll be rooting like hell for him. Um, I also thought it was going to be Marcelo Meyer. We saw all these rumors and all these talks that all oh, the Tigers are not going to pass. He went to Boston, Meyer. right? That, that's such a steal for Boston. They, oh, they, 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 that front office is probably doing backflips. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I was not happy passing on Marcelo Meyer, but you know what? We still got Ty Madden, who's a guy I really like, and I, we won't know this answer until the offseason, but if we sign a shortstop, I guess... 
that will take away some of the frustrations. If a we, lot of it. If we don't sign a shortstop, though, I mean, Tyler even texted to me last night, if we don't have a big offseason, then what are we doing here? Because <laughs> the thing with Jackson Job too, is that it goes back to what I said about how long high school pitchers take to develop. People will make the argument that, oh, because uh, Job is so more advanced than your typical high school pitcher, he'll be up here sooner than another high school guy, which I, I, he Job is more advanced than your typical high school pitcher. You could see that by his numbers. Yeah, but when he gets tall. here in the big time, that's not guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, my argument that I was going to go at was it still takes time, though, to develop, especially pitchers. They just take so much time, college or high school, but especially high school pitchers. So for the for a Tigers team that we thought was making progress and we could see Torque and Riley Green and Dylan Dingler in 2022, 2023, the window's approaching here. So you take a guy in Jackson Job who – we don't really know when he's going to be here. And he's a pitcher, man. Like, if you look at all, like, the great young, like, fielders, not saying that Marcelo Meyer is going to be a stud off the rip, which he probably is. You like Tatis and all of them. They were, like, 20 when they came up, you know? 19. They didn't They didn't take long. Well, Job is so young that he'll be up here in his young 20s, but... He's a pitcher, though, you know? I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Again, Job is a tiger. We'll be rooting like hell for him. But that's Go still, Jackson. Yes. Uh, but Eli, <laughs> you can you can ride us home here. As a big-time Tigers fan, as a huge Tigers guy, what was your take on Jackson Job going third overall last night? And what was your reaction, seeing the reaction to the pick? I just hope this means that they're going to empty their wallet on bats and infielders and position players because taking two pitchers when you already have all these young pitchers coming up it's just kind of like okay great but well you know where's your shortstop where are your bats coming from like are you gonna finally be spending money is that what this means uh i don't mind the pick if this guy's that much of a stud but i you know Watching him in 2026 when I have a wife and kids is going to be, you know, like, what do we like? When what is your window, Al? Like, what are you thinking? I just want to know what he was thinking. Yeah, I think your your points are aligned with a lot of other people's points, especially on Twitter that we've seen over the last few hours. Now, baseball, it's kind of different than, say, the NFL and at times the NBA usually in those drafts you take fit and sometimes in the NBA you just straight up go best player available the NFL is more of a kind of a fit thing like what do we need position wise and in the NBA sometimes it's like that too but you also sometimes get best player available you know in baseball it's always best player available so if you're the Tigers and you do think that Jackson Job is going to eventually be the best player in this draft, and he will have higher upside than Jack Leiter, who went second overall to the Texas Rangers, then by all means do it. And hopefully you are right. Hopefully we're all proven wrong. You know, I quote tweeted my reaction last night and said, hopefully in years from now, we are looking back and laughing. And I think that's the hope here, that we can kind of have a a Porzingis Knicks moment before they trade him and he kind of fell off in Dallas on draft night. The Nick fans were like, who, who the F is this? <laughs> and uh, then they were like, all right, Porzingis is actually really good. Hopefully we can have that moment with Jackson Job. I hope, <laughs> I, I just really hope that Jackson Job is a stud because I do kind of feel bad for this 18 year old kid who just went third overall. And I play a part in it too, but like, Everyone was kind of trashing the kid, and I do feel bad, and me included, but hopefully he's good. <laughs> hopefully him and Ty Madden will be part of this stud of a future rotation with Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, and Matt Manning. That's all we can do right now is wait, see, and hope. 
that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I think we're at a good point to stop. With that, thank you all for listening. For Eli Bashi, Jay Horn, Grant Richards, Mike Billica, and Tyler Sawa. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you all soon.